0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eye of Thomas podcast with me, Thomas Now, first things first, I will admit, next week, next week, I mean, start over Last week, I didn't record an episode and I feel bad about it Because uh, I made all that big deal about doing stuff and sticking to the habits and all that jazz And then I went off and I didn't do it. But anyway, having said that and having owned it, it, I will attempt to do better in the future. And let's just focus on doing this one right and yeah. So anyway, I will attempt to do something different this time. Because usually I just give uh, like a little bit of how my week was And my projects and what I'm into and that kind of stuff But today I want to do something different Because I want to start talking about other things Not just, you know, my week and my life And, you know, I want to I wanna start talking about ideas And, you know, things that I... Uh, I've been thinking about and such so today I want to speak about um, I've seen a couple documentaries during this this weekend and um, they've put put me in a very um, pondering state of mind let's just say now that I've watched four documentaries but I think Even though like, I could speak uh, about each of them individually, which I may do. uh, But I want to speak about something that seems to be an underlying theme amongst these four documentaries. I watched them, they're all on Netflix. So if you want you can go and watch them before going further into this podcast. Because... well i'm going to talk about them so there will be spoilers i guess uh, so i recommend you go and watch them the documentaries are the social dilemma which talks about how how addicting and dangerous the um, big social media companies and even google know, the tech giants are becoming, and how they are, You first of all, they're earning all their money by selling people's data to advertisers, and then they're using all the money to keep you in the platform, you know, and how they're using all these uh, techniques that... People have studied in people that are addicted to gambling and those kinds of kinds of things, and they're applying it to their their products in order to make them more engaging and to lure you into spending more and more time in them. And the effects that that is causing in the real world it's fascinating documentary. It's very scary. And it really is really good for you to go and watch it and then rethink um, your relationship with all these apps and uh, programs. The second documentary goes on similar lines, it's called The Great Hack, and it talks about Cambridge Analytica, which was the company. That used the Facebook capabilities for target advertising to influence um, the U.S. elections of 2016, where Donald Trump won, and they were a very important factor in that. And how that the same tools are being used by different groups. To for different purposes, like uh, it was used for the Brexit campaign uh, a few years ago when that happened, and again, it's like it's it's difficult to say how much of a factor it was, but you have to you have to admit, given how powerful the tools are, that it was probably big factor in that happening and they also tie to like different things that happen in different countries which um, it's not not in a very not did not create a lot of positive results let's just say another great one to watch because it's it's very interesting this time that we're living while all this stuff is happening. these social media places where there's so many so much data stored of every single person that is they're becoming too powerful and like anybody can use them you can go right now to Facebook and launch an ad and target people with the characteristics that you want to you want to reach which of course sounds like perfect you know like if you have if you have something that you want to sell you want to target the people who are interested in that something that sounds great <coughs> but when you're using it to spread misinformation and you're using it to spread like dangerous ideas trying to rattle Rattle people out and like trying to distort their way they perceive reality that can have a lot that can have a very um, what's the word it can be extremely dangerous we have no idea how dangerous it can be you know we're just starting to realize but all these you know we've seen protests All around the world, and a lot of it, this stuff is behind it. You know, we I've been I've been listening to, know that there's there's uh, these uh, how do you call them? They call them. I I forgot the, the name but basically what they are is the government pays people to just spend the whole day creating memes and spreading them through social media to create conflict right so they would look for people that believe in something and they would create something on the opposite side of it just to create conflict and I was reading. Now I didn't. I didn't read it. I listened to in a podcast in Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, he was interviewing this woman who was doing who was studying all these fake Russian accounts. They were just there to create um, conflict between people and just you know try to make them angry. And hold on. They didn't stop just at spreading memes and stuff and disinformation and articles that with we that were not with real information behind them and spreading them around, but they also started like organizing like making Facebook groups with certain political leanings and once they gather enough people, they would organize um protest somewhere and in the same place they would organize a protest with a group that was completely opposite to them just so that both groups would gather in the same place and then they would create conflict and you know we see all this stuff happening and one of the problems that was talked (coughs) talked a lot in the um, Social Dilemma documentary is that Facebook and Google and twitter well and twitter i don't know about i don't know this is talk about facebook and google for now um their aim tr- is just to keep you on their service the longer you're in using the app or uh, staying on google uh, the more the more valuable the company is so everything the company does is just to keep you there longer. So all the news that you're gathering from Facebook and even the the stuff that you type on Google the results are not there to to help you discover what's true. But the results that you'll get is what is most likely to keep you in. So this also ties with the third documentary that I watch and that is the documentary about this really crazy movement that is has a lot of people behind it which I can't understand. It's about people who believe that the earth is flat which sounds crazy in 2020 but it's a massive movement apparently and the problem is that again if you are someone who believes that the earth is flat and you google information about the like is it the earth flat or not all the results will give you stuff that you're more likely to click and just to, to consume so all the stuff that you'll see on your Facebook feed and all the stuff that you Google will point you to the fact that the earth is flat when of course it's not and that is a big big problem that from the from the point of Facebook and Google you know they're not doing anything wrong they're just giving you the stuff that you want but what's happening is that there you if you only consume news through through those sites and you don't know that they're doing this you actually believe you're starting to believe all these crazy ideas and that's how uh that's why I think it's getting so hard for people to talk with someone who's not on the same uh, has the same ideas it's very hard to speak with someone who thinks differently because it seems like everybody has their own set of facts, and everything that they see in their phone, which is how mostly we interact with the world, uh, is completely everything is uh everything is everything that comes to you all the information that comes to you points to what you want to be true and not what it is true so everybody's completely convinced in their own ideas but everybody has different ideas which they're completely convinced about and even if we might be next to each other but we google stuff we we will get different results based on what google knows about us and our facebook feed I Every person has his own individual Facebook feed. No two ones are alike. And they're not designed to make us happy or make us better people. They're only designed to make us stay there for longer. And that doesn't seem as a very as something that would create all the problems that it's actually creating, but it's a really really powerful weapon and it can be used for good but it can also be used for bad and then un- unfortunately it seems like all evidence seem to point out to the fact that it is much more effective when used for the wrong motives. Which is <clears throat> they they have been done. They have been doing studies, tracking uh, how let's say how well a post does when it goes t- towards uh, negativity and angering people instead of po- the same idea but expressing a way that is more calm. Um, looking to empa- empa- empathize more, and it's the stats that they get are n- like they It's the one that is with the negativity and the aggression and the anger does a massive amount uh, better, and it spreads wider, faster. And the other one that is a big problem that is a big problem and now nowadays uh, most people just get their information through Facebook, Twitter Google you know even the the news on TV they're so so desperate for people to watch them because people just don't watch them as they used to so there's not enough money to Almost to keep them running, so even they they have to become a more, more. How to I say more emphatic, more controversial? They, you know, and they have to, they have to do all that stuff in order to attract more people. Because they're they're struggling, and um, it's a very very big problem. It seems that today is very hard to agree upon really basic, basic things, like there's a massive group of people that have their own convention, that believe that the earth is flat, that is crazy, that would never have happened, you know, that was something that w- was resolved a long time ago, I don't know exactly when, but a long time ago, it's something that we all knew, and suddenly, we don't all know that, and... There's people that are absolutely convinced and everything that they're seeing through their phones tells them that they're right. And there's a massive conspiracy on the other side. And they're trying to manipulate them and they're trying to convince people of this myth that the earth is round. And I think, yeah, I think we're seeing, we're seeing all of this stuff slowly Creeping in into the real world and it's it's making things very, very strange. Yeah, I don't know, I I remember when I was growing up things were not like they are now. Things now appear to be really strange. In a hard to define way. And it's getting harder and harder to have a conversation. People just, you know, it's like they don't talk with anyone that doesn't think the same way they do. People, with today's technology, it's very easy for people to create an echo chamber and only get the things that makes them think that they're on the right side. And that demonizes people on the other side. And it seems like the fabric of society is starting to crack. And it's very scary. It's very scary stuff. Uh, Well, the fourth documentary I watched... uh, I don't remember the name. It was something like The Human something. But it was about... CRISPR, which is the ability the technology that allows allows us to rewrite DNA, which again you know people say this is wonderful we can cure a lot of these diseases and we can make sure that genetically transmitted diseases don't go over to your children i mean that that is great that's It's going to save a lot of lives and it's going to cure a lot of people that are in massive amounts of pain. But however, and I think this is the theme that connects the four documentaries. it's It's such a powerful tool, such a powerful weapon. That if used... The wrong way it can really de- destabilize things and it could create things that we can't imagine that are gonna happen. You know, I'm very sure that when Mark Zuckerberg was making Facebook, he did not never expected that it would grow to such a point where he it can be used to decide elections and to create all these silos of people and pretty much start to crack society it's crazy and I I think he's in a very strange position because all his business comes from selling the data to the people he's not like he, he can very well say, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just, you know, he's just they're creating the platform with that happens. And I mean, I, he can't shut it down because if he, if he does, then the company's not going to be as uh, valuable. And he has to answer to stockholders and shareholders. And, and that's, um, you know, it's in a very, very difficult, difficult position between a how do you say between, between the sword and a place or something like that, um, and again this CRISPR thing, the fact that you can alter the DNA and you can you now they're saying like maybe in a couple of years you can be you can be able to. Choose what genes you're gonna. Your offspring is gonna inherit, so you can choose like the color of the skin or the hair color and the eye color, and all that stuff. And like at first, it seems. It seems uh, harmless. It seems like oh, this, this could do so much pos- positive things. There's also the possibility that it's gonna be used in ways that, you know, we don't we don't want them to be used. Like, for example, they were talking how there's a gene that allows you to um, to have a if like if you sleep only four hours, you you'll be okay, you know, instead of having to sleep eight hours if you have that ex- that particular gene then you can you you can only sleep four hours. And it's like, okay, that's great, but what happens if like all the people that can afford to use CRISPR, they do it and then they get to have this advantage over the people who don't get it because they all uh, they need much less sleep so they can work and be way way more productive than the rest and then say like, okay well then the people that already have the means will get a way to get even more richer whereas the people who don't have the means to get it get left behind and become poorer and poorer and the b- the breach that divides the have with the have nots becomes wider and wider. That's just only like one small problem that could happen. There was a very odd speech done by Putin um, in the do- docu- documentary where he was talking about how they could use CRISPR in the future to first, he said, to cure people with um, with certain illnesses, and everybody, everybody was like, Oh, that's great. Then he said, Yes, and we can choose certain things that we want our children to have like more creativity or to be like great musicians and everybody was like oh great and then he said yes and we can make like soldiers that have no fear and no pain and (laughs) and I was like whoa (laughs) that got really dark really quickly wow and the problem also is that in the world right now we're such in a In a state of competition, it's constant competition between everybody. You know, it's neighbor against neighbor and country against country and everybody's just trying to get ahead in whatever way they can. So when a a tool like CRISPR or like social media appears, everyone just takes advantage of it. And nobody really considers the long-term consequences of what they're doing and i don't know it's a very scary scary things like these these tools are becoming available now which they n- they never existed before and it seems like like we're not stopping and thinking about what we should and we shouldn't do and even if we like we decide, who's to say that the, you know some other guys is gonna be, is gonna have that same moral, you know, the moral thing that would prevent him from doing it, you know. Because even if we don't use CRISPR to alter our genes, you know maybe maybe China will do it or maybe Russia will do it or, so- or someone else and it seems once this becomes wide enough it's uncontrollable and once it starts then you have to catch up and then where does it go next? now that is the question where does it go next? and yes I think I really think that the only answer I can find both the social media and this thing is we really need to, we need to work really hard on the individual level and it's up to every single person to do work on himself. Like in the social, in the social media aspect of this, you know, it's up to you, really, to, like, you, when you're Googling stuff, you need to know that what you're seeing is not, it's not like Google is giving you uh, a thing that is not biased, you know, like it's giving you the truth. You have to know that Google is going to give you what you want to see, so you need to go out of your way to make sure that what you're 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 getting is real. You have to make sure that when you see something on Facebook it might not be so. And you have to work on yourself. You have to stay out of th- those places as well. You have to look for news elsewhere. You know, you have to to find people that you you know, you can trust and get their pers- perspective as well. And yeah, I think I think it all comes down to that to the individual we we have we are growing so much in technology and yet we pay so little attention to for lack of a better term, even if it's very charged with um like spirituality and woo stuff to our souls like we need to become better, better people, you know, and not by altering our genes, but by doing the hard work of looking inside, understanding who we are and strengthening ourselves, I think, I think it truly is the only way, because these tools are not going to go anywhere, you know, and some people think it's the government's job to... To stop Facebook, Facebook from me being able to be used in such a way, but how I see it is that it's actually up to us. It's up to me to not let it control me, and if everybody could do it, then we would be in a much better place. And I think I honestly think it's the only solution. Now, I have I've gone on such a long time? I have to stop. I will see you in the next one and uh, yeah, I will try to continue doing more of these kind of things talking about ideas and things that are going through my mind and just put my point of view out there I don't know if it's of any use but yeah, it also helps me to think out loud and to listen to myself I find it very hard to express my ideas like I think them but when I try to explain them doesn't sound right, and sometimes sometimes I get very frustrated by that. But just gonna keep doing it. Hopefully, become better at it. I think, uh, I think we we need we need more people to yeah to say what what they think, and because we're such in such in strange times. I've never experienced anything like this, so. It's exciting, it's scary and all of the above at the same time. So anyway, I'll see you in the n- in the next one and Goodbye. Have a good day.